wildfires burning in the west, and an extremely active hurricane season. These two weather phenomena have become politically charged. Conversations about both have turned to conversations about climate change. Is it possible that it's also forest management and climate change? It's both things well, at the I same think time. something's possible. I think a lot of things are possible. But when you have years of leaves, dried leaves on the ground, it just sets it up. It's really a fuel for a fire. The damage from climate change is already here. So what role has climate change played in these fires and this hurricane season? And what could these weather events look like in the decades to come? KSAT explains. KSAT explains. KSAT explains. KSAT explains. On demand, in-depth perspective. Perspective on stories we bring you in our newscasts throughout the day. We're looking into concerns over voting safety during a pandemic and the battle over mail-in voting. A look at how the protests and demonstrations have played out in our city and an examination of what it means to be black in San Antonio. An issue that you have likely felt the effects of, rising property taxes. The roots of Tejano run deep in South Texas. We examine the cultural impact the music has had in San Antonio. Well, this week, Sarah Spivey and I are taking the reins to discuss wildfires, hurricanes, and how they tie into climate change. Thanks for joining us for this episode of KSAT Explains. I'm Myra Arthur. This year has been packed full of some of the most important and consequential stories of our lifetime. From a global pandemic to demands for an end to police brutality to a heated presidential race, there has been no shortage of big headlines. Some of the topics in those headlines are things we come to expect every year, but ones that seem even worse in 2020. Wildfires that painted eerie orange skies, a hurricane season that provided us with so many named storms, it's exhausted the English alphabet. And just like seemingly everything else this year, conversations about these wildfires and hurricanes have become contentious. What's to blame for the severity of these weather events? Is it climate change? Is this just another new normal? We wanted to get answers to these questions, so we're turning to our own weather team. Meteorologist Katie Blake and Sarah Spivey taking the reins for this episode to explain the science behind these devastating wildfires and this incredibly active hurricane season. For this week's KSAT Explains, we want to take a few moments to address two climate change issues that have become political recently, wildfires and hurricanes. And we know the national news has been focusing on these two issues quite a bit this year, and rightly so. In 2020 alone, wildfires and hurricanes or tropical systems have caused more than $24 billion in damage. And political leaders have weighed in. So today we want to explain how the complexities of climate change is impacting wildfires and hurricanes and how it's not just a black and white issue. There have been some incredible, hard to believe and honestly heartbreaking images and video as a result of the West Coast wildfires this year. You might recall images like this out of the Bay Area. This was from back in early September. 
a creepy orange glow filling the skies over San Francisco due to smoke from surrounding fires. And it certainly seems that California has been bearing the brunt this year as far as wildfires are concerned. Fires have developed across the entire state, all the way from the southern border near San Diego up to the northern border with Oregon. A lot of the really bad fires have been generally in the central and northern portion of the state. In fact, according to Cal Fire, more than eight 1,300 fires have damaged more than 8,600 structures, have killed at least 31 people, and have burned nearly 4 million acres so far this year in the Golden State. And that's only as of October 7th. However, wildfires have been an issue in other states like Oregon and Washington, and fires have also developed farther east in states like Wyoming and Colorado. Financially speaking, Cal Fire estimates that the cost of fighting and suppressing wildfires in California this year could cost more than $370 million. This number is part of a troubling trend for California, a state that has seen its average cost to suppress wildfires per decade increase from $236 million in the 2000 to 2009 decade to $401 million in the 2010 to 2019 decade. Those numbers are according to Statista. Let's look at some national stats now. According to the Congressional Research Service, a nonpartisan group that informs Congress about a number of issues, including the ongoing wildfires, as of October 1st, 2020, 44,000 fires have burned nearly 7.7 .7 million acres across the United States. In terms of acres burned, 2020 has already surpassed the 10-year annual average of 6.8 million acres. In fact, just from September 1st, 2020 to October 1st, 2020, 3.7 million new acres were burned, primarily across California. So what's making wildfires worse and what can be done to ensure improvements in the years to come? The answer to both those questions is twofold, forest management and climate change. In light of the destruction this year, talk of wildfires has often led to talk of climate change, insert politics. And while leaders on both sides of the aisle cast blame in different directions. The damage from climate change is already here. This is one of the biggest burns we've ever seen and we have to do a lot about forest management. The solution includes both forest management and managing climate change. Let's start with forest management. According to the National Association of Foresters, good forest management, quote, eliminates as much tree mortality as possible while also promoting growth, end quote. Meanwhile, poor forest management can lead to overstocking, meaning there are too many trees in a given area. This can make a forest subject to things like tree disease and wildfires. Now, if you pair poor forest management with a climate that is becoming drier and hotter, essentially you have a huge puddle of gasoline just waiting for a lip match to be dropped that match is climate change. According to the document California's fourth climate change assessment published back in 2018, California can expect to see both an increase in temperature as well as an increase in drought in the coming years, both of which contribute to the initialization and duration of wildfires. Additionally, California's Santa Ana and Diablo winds can be problematic during fire season. These powerful downslope winds kick in when high pressure is centered just northeast of California. The air circulation 
around high pressure is clockwise. This sends a strong dry wind over the Cascade Range in Northern California and the Sierra Nevada in the southern portion of the state. When these winds are in place, they can gust upwards of 50 miles per hour for days at a time. This can help to spread existing wildfires while also making them much more difficult to put out. And while the Diablo and Santa Ana winds are unique to California, the idea of hotter and drier conditions due to climate change is not. According to an assessment by the University of Washington called the Washington Climate Change Impacts Assessment, Washington State can also expect to see, quote, increased summer temperature and decreased summer precipitation, end quote. The assessment also goes on to mention wildfires, saying specifically, quote, the area burned by fire regionally is project projected to double by the 2040s and triple by the 2080s, end quote. So unfortunately, without proper attention to both issues at hand, forest management and climate change, the wildfire situation on the West Coast could be repeated and made worse in the years to come. In addition to wildfires, we've also heard a lot about this year's active hurricane season in the Atlantic, and, and rightly so. For only the second time in history, we've exhausted the 21 alphabetical names assigned to 2020 and have had to dip into the Greek alphabet to name tropical systems. The only other time this has happened was in 2005, and just mentioning that year brings up memories of devastating hurricanes like Katrina, Rita, and Wilma. And while this year has not been as catastrophic as 2005, Hurricanes Hannah, Isaias, Laura, and Sally have caused more than $22 billion in damage. Additionally, this year is on schedule to be the most active Atlantic hurricane season on record. That's what this graphic is showing. Every line is a named storm that happened in 2020. Uh, we'll have had almost more than 27 storms. Of these storms, nine have actually made landfall on the U.S. mainland, and this is the most since 1916, with Hurricane Delta expected to make landfall along the Gulf Coast after the time of this recording, we'll have 10 named storms that made landfall on the U.S. mainland, and that is the most on record. And hearing this, it would be easy to simply contribute the increased activity to climate change, and you'd be partially correct. But it's a bit more complicated than a soundbite for or against clim climate change from a politician. And so what I wanted to talk about right now is what makes hurricane frequency and intensity more intense. We have naturally occurring phenomena that happen that will make a given season more or less active or intense. Those happen to be El Nino and La Nina. I'm sure you've heard about us talk about talk about these on the news. So let's start with El Nino. El Nino is when the waters off of the Pacific coast of South America are warmer than average. That actually makes for a less active Atlantic hurricane season for us. Meanwhile, if it's a La Nina year, that would make it more active in the Atlantic. And guess what? 2020 is a La Nina year. So it makes sense that we're seeing more activity uh, from hurricanes and tropical storms. So we have the naturally occurring phenomena, but then we have the human influenced effect. And when we're talking about human influenced effect, we're talking about increased carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which creates a warming effect, which increases the sea surface temperature or SST for short. Now, 
When you have increased sea surface temperature, which we do have, this is a look from 1901 to 2015 of all of the ocean space here. Anything you see that's red has been an increase in about half a degree Fahrenheit to four degrees Fahrenheit from uh, the average. And it, it, that is staggering and the data is clear there. What's a little scary is that lots of studies are saying that a one degree increase, Fahrenheit increase, equals a 15 to 25 mile per hour increase in the intensity of a tropical storm or hurricane, which could easily put it in the next category, category one, category two, category three. What we're seeing in science is signs that the human influenced sea surface temperature effect is outweighing the naturally occurring effects of El Nino or La Nina. So the next time you hear, oh, it's a strong hurricane season because of climate change. Not exactly. We have to consider El Nino and La Nina, and then we also have to consider the fact that sea surface temperature rise, which is attributed to human caused release of carbon dioxide, is also a big, big influence as well. Listen, we know climate change has become a big political issue, but we hope that today we've been able to explain that it's a bit more complex than liberal versus conservative. When done correctly, science doesn't see blue or red. All you're left with is evidence. And the evidence points to climate change having an impact both on wildfires and hurricanes. We encourage you to do some research for yourself and to trust the science. As with so many issues, the causes behind these devastating western wildfires and this active hurricane season aren't always black and white. And the effect of climate change on weather events is real, but certainly nuanced. We hope that this episode has helped answer some questions. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.